So it's Friday, and I've kind of, sort of, almost finished my book. I, I'll finish it today. I'll definitely finish it today. I don't have that much left to do, but yeah, this has been a big thing for me because it's not only finishing a book, which I've done before, but it's finishing a series that I set out to write knowing every thing that I wanted to be in it would hopefully be in it, even though it morphed and changed. And by the time I got to the end, it made better sense than the idea that I had. So let's talk about finishing a book and finishing a series on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. Yeah, this, three years in the making. This episode has been three years in the making, and in a way, like 42 years in the making. Well, I guess not that much, maybe 30 years in the making. This is, this is a strange day for me, and I just wanted to share it with you, because I like doing the Fiction Friday episodes, and I want to continue doing them. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. So... Yeah, Glorify My Name is basically done. Like, the majority, like, the finale is written, I'm just gotta kind of do the denouement, but I don't know how much of that I'm gonna write yet, because there's part of me that just wants to wait until I'm in the editing process and can really sew it all up with a button, but I don't know, well, we shall see. But yeah, this is a big moment for me. And I want to start this episode by really pointing out that writing advice is a very subjective thing. And I'm not really, that's one of the reasons why I try to talk more about my experience writing than about actually giving advice advice. Because every one of us is going to have our own methodology. Every one of us is going to have our own means to get to the end. And that's something that you just have to discover over time. That's one of the reasons why I really stress this idea that Everyone should write a book who wants to write a book. And then you'll learn if that's a thing that you want to be doing. You will learn if that's a thing that you are capable of doing and that you want to continue doing. Those are all things that you'll never know until you do it. When I wrote my first book, Empires, it was the most exhilarating and intoxicating thing that I had ever done. And no, you can't get a copy of that because it's utter trash. Over the years, I've debated about trying to edit it into something workable. But no, it's, it, it's garbage. <laughs> it is sheer and utter garbage. But it's garbage that I needed to write to teach myself that A, I could write a story. 
and that it was something that I absolutely loved doing. So take everything that I say in this episode with the biggest grain of salt. This is my story, and this is how I got here. Some of the techniques and some of the methods and some of the thought process that got me through this series may help you, but it might not, and that's okay, because everyone's a little bit different. All right? I just want to make sure we have our bases covered, because I feel like we're getting to a point where everybody is getting so dogmatic in their positions about everything that I don't want people to think that if you do not write the way that I write, if you do not tell stories the way I tell stories, then you're wrong. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the very beginning, and I've talked about this previously on the podcast, and you can go back and find those episodes if you're interested, or let me know, and I will do more specifically about this. But I wrote this series using, I don't know what to call it, if it's a style or a method or what, but using, I'm going to say method, of Kishoten Ketsu, which is Japanese and means that you introduce, develop, twist, and then bring everything back together. And so the goal is that each book, hopefully each chapter, and the series itself has those four elements in it. And it's a bit different from a more Western style story where you are aiming for a climax, and then at that point of climax, you, you know, then just let the falling action happen. It's it's a little bit different, though, because I grew up steeped in Western stories, you can still see that in my fiction. I'm not going to pretend that it's not there. But, you know, this idea where the focus is not so much on conflict as it is about revelation intrigues me. And it was something that really drew me to this style, this method of storytelling. And what I've learned over the course of this is when I started writing this series, I knew the name of all three books when I started, that it was going to be um, Crucify My Love, Sanctify My Sins, and Glorify My Name. I, I knew that right from the beginning. I knew that it was going to be three books. and. I had a rough idea of what I thought the outline of those three books were going to be. And I was wrong. One of the things that this series has taught me more than anything is to get back to my roots as a pantser. And that is to do the discovery writing, to let the story go where the story wants to go and to follow it and let it be the story that it wants to be. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't believe in outlining and that I don't believe that you should bring structure in. That's what editing, the editing phase is for me. But the actual story gets to spread its wings and tell itself first. And then we go back and we look for things that need to be patched up. We look for things that might need to be changed and bring it all back together into a neat bow. And no, this is not, I do not zero draft. I consider everything that I did first time through first draft writing because some of it will survive 
into the final draft. It will be prettied up, it will be touched up, it will be corrected, you know, and there may be more added. See, I write kind of in the inverse of Stephen King. And I don't know how many of you have read Stephen King's on writing, but I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a very good book. And it's even better if you can get the audiobook because Stephen King reads the audiobook and then it's Stephen King talking to you about writing. And that's just kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I'm those people that really d- grooves on that. But, you know, he basically, he is a pantser as well. But his goal is to basically throw away about 30% of everything that he writes. And I don't want to waste words. So I enjoy writing small books. I enjoy reading small books. And so I have a chapter count and word count in mind when I go into each of these books. And as such, I've used Save the Cat for a long time. Um, before the Save the Cat writes the novel comes out, and that makes me sound like such a hipster for saying that, but I actually need to read that book. It's on my to-do list now that I'm finished writing, because curious what what if anything it changes from Blake's original. But when I so my draft, the first draft, I have all of my empty scenes laid out in Scrivener. But I have the beats written in on the scene by which they should start, by which they should happen, all of that. So while I am pantsing the novel, I still have this constriction on me that the book is going to be so long and no longer. And it is going, in other words, it's going to have X number of scenes in the first draft. And here is the beat sheet later on top of it. So by the time I get to this scene, I should be on this beat. And so I do use that as a way to kind of corral my imagination and keep myself on track and keep from going off. Because my goal is to be as, to produce as little waste as I possibly can. Because while I admire Stephen King and especially the sheer volume of work that he puts out, the idea that I would throw away so much of what I wrote bothers me. I would much rather have a more skeletal novel that in edits and revision, new scenes came up, new storylines would be developed better, and I would be able to go through a developmental process to grow the book into the book that it wants to be, rather than have to sit there and go, well, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of days of work out. You know, I, I, I want to make my days as fruitful as I possibly can. So, you know, I, I kind of work opposite him. And for this series, it's been really, really helpful, especially now. Like I know that I'm going to have to go back in and write a bunch of new scenes because there are characters whose importance changed over course of the story. There are characters who I need to fill in and make sure that we understand where some of their talents and abilities come from. There are characters that I need to go back and fill in so that we have a better sense of who they are and things like that. So I know that these books are going to grow in editing, but at least I'm happy at this point with the words that I've gotten written, and that is important for me. 
The most amazing thing about doing this series has been how, while I thought the book was going in a certain direction, while I th- thought the series was going in a very particular direction, it was not. And by the time I got to the point where I understood where the books were going, it was just that light bulb moment where it was like, oh my goodness, it was always heading here. And I could look back at the previous two books in my mind and see where the events that were happening were set up. And it just kind of blew my mind a bit that, you know, I was able to trust my own instincts and just ride them out and come up with something like that. Because I, I, I feel weird praising my writing in any way, shape, or form because I'm one of those writers who feels like the words kind of flow through them. Like, I'm not writing. I, I am not creating the story. I'm writing it down. The characters are writing the story. The world is writing the story. I am just here to chronicle it. I am just here to write it down and polish it and get it into a form that other people would actually care to read it and experience it and enter that world and spend time with those characters. And that experience has been with me since I wrote my very first book. But this series, more than any that I've ever done, I really feel that way. I mean, it just, it is such a powerful, powerful thing that it was, that I, I learned through writing the Mask of the God series to trust myself and let the words flow. And if you don't take anything else from this podcast, if you don't take anything else from this series, I wish it didn't take me so long to learn to just trust myself. Because, I mean, when I was a kid, I did. And yeah, I wrote hot garbage, but I at least trusted the writing and I enjoyed it and had fun doing it. And the more I thought about other people reading the work that I did and started thinking about whether or not it would sell or be commercial or whether or not I would be able to have any kind of success as a writer, the more I doubted my own ability, the more I compared myself to other writers that I enjoyed reading and always found myself wanting, always found myself as less than those books that I loved to read. And the more I judged myself, the more I learned, I unlearned how to write. And it's not that it took away anything from my skills or anything, because I continued developing my skills, learning how to get into the, do the POV and describe setting and all those things. You know, I, I learned that over time, but it was always with the skeptical, almost painful eye in on myself, telling me, you know, always telling me that what I was doing was crap, that it was not worth the time, the energy, the effort. And the more I listened to that voice, the harder it got to write, the harder it got to create, the harder it was for me to tell stories. And this series saved me from all that. It really did. And that is so precious to me. You know, I've said it so many times that I don't know if I'll ever write another series that means as much to me as this one does. And that's not that I think that I've peaked and that, you know, I'm sure with more practice and effort 
I could write something that's technically better than this series. But something, I will never again probably write something that helps me as profoundly as this book series has. It taught me to trust myself again. It helped me get through some of the darkest depression I had ever been in. And it's just been with me through this entire process to the point where I'm here now at the end of book three, at the end of the series, looking back at it with the fondest of memories. It took three years for me to write these three books. And I love them. I've never been able to say that really about books that I've written. You know, I've liked books that I've written. I've thought that they were competent or quality or, you know, good for what they were. But I've never loved anything that I've written before. And I love these books. I've become a fan of my own writing. And I didn't realize how important that is. Because it seems so bizarre to me. Like, I almost feel like I'm writing fan fiction for a world that I love. And it's a privilege to be doing that. And I didn't know that I had lost that until I got it back. Because if you would have asked me three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, if I enjoyed writing, if I loved writing, if I felt like I was writing the fiction that I loved and needed to write. I probably would have told you yes. And that's because I was lying to myself. I was market researching ideas and I was not focusing on the stories that I wanted to tell. And that's what got me through to the end of this series. It's maybe not the most commercial series I could have written. It's probably not going to be a book series that takes the universe by storm. But who knows? That's that's all ruby dust anyway, whether or not that happens. This is a series that I am proud of, that I love with all my heart. And that's what we need to be working on when we're working on our fiction. We need to be finding those stories that move us, that mean something to us. Because how can we expect our stories to mean anything to anybody else if they don't mean something? to us. If we're just going through the process of telling a story, because I'm sure I could do that. I have done that, but it's not, there's no joy there. And while I don't think that it's our sole job as writers to bring joy into other people's lives, I think it is our responsibility to share stories that bring awe and wonder and connection into other people's lives. And while, yes, you may be able to do that with a very business-like mindset without really caring about the text that you're working on, I'm sure that's possible. I would never say that anything's impossible because it's a crazy world. But we have to connect. And that's what, this, that's what this series taught me. You know, more than any like one technique that I could tell you, this is Kisho Tenketsu the way everyone should write their stories? No. It's the way I'm going to write my stories because it's a way for me to get into the tale in a way that I've never been able to get into them before. 
and seeing those twists and experiencing that development and that deepening of everything means so much to me. And I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled and I'm so happy. And I hope that you can find that in the work that you're doing, whatever that is. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, you'll find a link in the show notes to the um, voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you want to hit me up on social media, I am C. Dorset on Instagram and Twitter. You can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you've got a buck you can pass my way, it really would help out a lot. In the show notes, you'll find a link to my, to my uh, Patreon, as well as to the listener support. That money supports everything that I do and really helps me to keep going. It helps me pay for the software that I use to write these books, to edit and to publish them, to do the artwork. It pays for everything. So thank you to everybody who already does that. And if you can, please consider joining the project. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's fine. But if you have any friends that you think might like the work that I do, please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. There's so much going on this year, and I'm starting to prepare my looking back on 2019 episodes for the end of the year. And mm, there's just so much that I want to talk about. Please share with me what you would like me to do in the retrospectives that are coming up. I would love to hear them. And before I forget, as we leave each other this time, don't forget. Have the fun. Bye.